Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of Maine Golf Talk. Today we are joined by Kirk Kimball, the head golf professional at Webb Hannett Golf Club in Kennebunk, Maine. And what kind of spawned this idea to have Kirk on uh, was actually the post we saw from Webb Hannett on the sort of the rebirth of this caddy program that's been going on over the past couple of years uh, with junior golfers helping out at the club. So we wanted to get Kirk on, talk about how he got into the game and how this uh, sort of idea came into place. So Kirk, welcome to uh, Maine Golf Talk. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're happy to have you on and uh, talk a little bit about Webb Hannett. I know it's kind of one of the signature courses in Maine and um, so we're excited to talk about that as well, but why don't we sort of, uh, kick things off with, with how you got into the game and growing up in the state of Maine? Yeah, so I grew up in central Maine, actually in Guilford Parkman area, which is kind of near, uh, Dole Foxcroft, but grew up playing golf at Skadikwis Country Club, uh, in, uh, seventh and eighth grade. And at that time, uh, Bob Dugas was the golf professional there at Skadikwis Country Club and kind of took me under his wing, and, and a, lot of, a lot of you know that Mike Dugas is his son, um, who owns JW Parks now. But uh, so I was young, 12, 13 years old, playing at Skadiquis and, and working actually on the maintenance uh, department there. And, and Doogie was the golf professional superintendent, you know, the old school style, and, uh, which was a lot of fun. I learned a lot from him. Um, how to have a good time and, and actually how to play golf and, and so on. And, and through, through Piscataquist, going on into, into a career, uh, Doogie uh, mentioned that his son, Mike, was going to the Golf Academy, which was located at that time only in Orlando and I believe um, San Diego at that time. And growing up in Guilford, um, there were three mills at the time, and that's kind of, kind of where everyone landed. Nobody really, or few, um, went on to school and such. And, and I know that I did not want to work in the town of Guilford at that time and, and wanted to pursue golf. And through Doogie and uh, through Mike Dugas, I was able to uh, get the direction of going to the golf academy at a young age and going to live in, in Orlando. So I grew up playing there on the nine-hole golf course. It uh, was a lot of fun. had a lot of great members, a lot of great times. A lot of 36, 54 whole rounds a day, um, and also working on the golf course as well through high school and and having those experiences and and working with some some other guys. Eric Dubay uh, was in the business for quite some time, um, a little older than I was. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Learned a lot in those three or four years. That was uh, Piscataquist, right? The course you yes. kind of grew up at. Yeah, Piscataquist Country Club, nine holes. Nine, nine holes, yeah. I can't say I've ever played it. I think I've probably driven by it. Um, 
Well, right. what was that? What was that layout like? It was, a, it was a great layout, actually, a very challenging layout. Um, and of course, in that area, there were only nine whole golf courses. And, you know, and for us to go to Bangor Muni or Herman Meadows at that time to play an 18 hole golf course was kind of a treat. Uh, we weren't kind of used to playing 18 hole golf courses at that time. But I just knew then in high school that I wanted to pursue the game and, and with the help of Bob Dugas and, and uh, um, then going on to the golf academy was the kind of got me out of town. Yeah, so when you got down there, was that, was that your first time in Florida? Was that kind of like a, an eye-opening experience being down there? It was. I mean, it was totally different, obviously, weather. But, you know, you think you're a decent player, you know, coming out of Maine at a 16, 17, 18-year-old kid and, and going down there and playing with the in, the in the big leagues. So that was a good, great experience, going to the academy and, and living in Orlando and Daytona Beach area and working over at New Smyrna Beach, Turnbull Bay Golf Club there um, under Gary Wentz as PGA Tour player and was able to experience, you know, working with those guys. Those guys were that time trying to get on the senior tour and um, so it was a great experience as well playing with them and learning a lot from them within the business. Yeah so then you kind of did the the main Florida thing I guess for a few years there bouncing back and forth and um, I think you got married during that time as well so. Uh, I did I did I got married at a young age um, I remember now uh, 21 or two somewhere in there. Yep. And then you uh, quickly became the assistant at Webb Hannett under, I believe it was Ron Smith. Is that correct? I did. Yes, I was. I was an assistant under Ron uh, here at Webb Hannett. I think it was 97, 98 years for three or four years under Ron. And, and one of the probably the best players to come out of New England. And uh, in my opinion, one of the best uh, or the best golf professional as well. Um, he was a great leader, a mentor, um, just a great, generous, kind man. Yeah. Uh, he taught me so much. And, and um, yeah, he was, I was very lucky to be under Ron for that period of time. So was that your first time seeing Webb Hannett and playing Webb Hannett was when you? Well, no, actually, uh, it, you know, during my high school years, I was actually fortunate under uh, Bob Dugas that he took me down to the, we was, the, the pro-ams, you know, Webb Hannett Pro-Am, York, and Cape Arundel. So it was like a, you know, the uh, fall swing or southern swing. Um, so way back when I was 16, 17, uh, he actually took me on that road trip way back then to play Webb Hannett and Cape Arundel and York. So it was because of Doogie got me down here, and obviously I realized and appreciated what club this was but um not knowing <laughs> obviously uh so it was it was fun back then as well yeah i love that pro-am swing that's a good one <laughs> mm -hmm. stop at all those little clubs down in southern maine right right yeah um so then you you took over as head pro and i mean what's what's the experience been like at web panic coming to sort of a small private uh, semi-private club in Southern Maine. Like, I mean, it, it's kind of one of those places, I guess, where people always talk about how great the facilities are and great track. You guys held the, the women's amateur there a few years ago. Um, you know, what's your experience been like as a head pro? It's been a great experience. I've been so fortunate uh, to be here at Webb Hannett for 23 years. 
and you know, uh, following the footsteps of Ron Smith, who was here 30 years uh, before me. And uh, Ron took over in 1974, and prior to him was Bill Burns, which I believe was 40 or 50 years before Ron. So so-called in the last 100 years, let's call it, there's only been three golf professionals here at Web Painted Golf Club. So in order for that to happen, um, you have to have great membership. <laughs> and we do, we have a great board. Uh, the membership is phenomenal. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a golf club. We're not a country club. Uh, we're a golf club, which is, which is nice. We're very social and um, it's obviously seasonal. It's a short season, but we all make the best of it here. You know, and, and having a great board and great members, which I've enjoyed for all this time and, and our staff, my staff and our superintendent, Greg Holder, who is Obviously, we're great friends, but he's the best superintendent there is. So, so that combination of he and I, and over all those years, we we've always gotten along, and everything's been very, very smooth um, inside and out in the golf course and, and in shop here. And my staff now with Eric Higgins, uh, he just won the assistant of the year of New England. Um, so it's great to have him on board the last three years. So those, you know, he makes my job much easier. And uh, so we've always had a great team here for the last 23 years, which has been great. And it's because of the membership at Web Handed here and the, and the board. Um, so I've been very lucky. I've been very fortunate to be here for this period of time and, and so on and, and have a great leadership and a great team. Yeah, it's a, it's a good addition there with, uh, with Higgins. Um, you know, he just got PG, uh, elected PGA. So, uh, congratulations mm -hmm. to Eric on that. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's quite the accomplishment. Um, and you know, I mean, he's quite the player. Um, I remember he was at, uh, we were over uh, for the Dukes cup at uh, Cape Arundel and he threw up a mm -hmm. uh, crazy number. I think he almost had a course record, uh, watch going there. Um, but you know, what's cool is, you know, that, that relationship too, where you guys have, you know, you guys and Cape Arundel, you know, pretty much right across the river. And, you know, you guys have these matches against one another. I mean, two historic golf clubs in Maine with historic, you know, with a lot of history there, you know, head pros, you know, everything. And, you know, tell us a little bit about that relationship with having, you know, that kind of connection with uh, the Cape. Yeah, no, we have a great connection. And, and going back to Eric, I mean, Eric, I remember Eric when he was in high school here in Kennebunk and I was 24 or so and, and so on. So I've known Eric a long time. So it just makes me old. And now he's working with us here at the club. And, but our relationship with Cape Arundel has always been spectacular. And, you know, and that's because of Ken Rayner. Ken Rayner was um, such a great leader over there, Cape Arundel. Um, and, and with Ron here, those two guys being in the business combined of 70 years or so kind of uh, set the tradition here at, our little Kenny Bunk, Kenny Bunk Port area. And, you know, that being said, we've 15, 16 years ago, we started this Cross River Challenge uh, event um, between the two golf clubs. And we've had a great time and the camaraderie there and the friendships that we've developed over all those years uh, has been a lot of fun. So between even our superintendent, uh, Greg Holder and, and Brendan over there, they get along really well and our members do. We go back and forth and, and such so it's been been a great time uh, enjoying Cape Arundel Golf Club as well and, and having Eric on board I know he grew up playing Cape Arundel you know most of his uh, childhood and now he's on the other side of the river and that's where we want to keep him. 
I, I bet. You know, and, and like, you know, let's talk about, you know, I, like Eric growing up, he was a great player. He won the main amateur, you know, junior golf is a big thing. And, you know, you guys were one of the early adapters to PGA Junior League. And I love mm-hmm. how, you know, what kind of emphasis you guys have done with junior golf, um, you know, trying to grow the game. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about these, uh, you know, your junior programs that you got going on this summer and, uh, you know, what, uh, what you guys are expecting for this, uh, this coming season. Yeah, we're expecting uh, this season to be so-called back to normal, I guess. Uh, that's our expectations. And with our junior program, we have the uh, KBIA uh, summer program here, the Kenny Bunk Improvements Association, which has been over 100 years or so. But we have a great pro golf program within it, uh, 80 to 90 kids that come up for the eight-week period as well. We also have the Web Hannett Junior Program uh, here at Web Hannett. And, and Eric has taken both of those programs to – another level and is uh, with the KBA program. And then he's kind of uh, gone on to the next level here at Web Hannett. Um, the, they, and they do not have to be just Web Hannett members outside of the club. Uh, the juniors were welcomed or are, are welcomed as well. Um, so it's more of a, more of a skilled uh, junior program. Eric has developed here at Web Hannett, uh, which has really took off last year you know, not knowing what, what was going to happen, what happened with everything around and, and, and such, but he took it to another level and expecting this summer to be obviously as busy or busier. And with us having you know, no range here, uh, we're able to take you know, the kids out on the golf course, which is, which is different than most golf clubs. Um, most golf clubs obviously have a range, but we do not. So the experience, the juniors get here at Webb Hannett, they're able to play the game of golf, you know, during the day and even in the afternoons, and we're able to teach them etiquette, um, where to stand, where to play, how to take the pins out, you know, you can keep the pins in nowadays. So it's a different environment for our juniors here at Webb Hannett because they're able to actually get on the golf course and play some of the holes at a, at a, at a private club, which is nice. Yeah. yeah, not to mention now they have the opportunity to get involved in the caddy program there, which is, I think, an, an awesome thing. Probably something you saw a little bit in your time in Florida too. These these clubs with these uh, longstanding caddy programs, and um, but you know it's been around for I guess over a hundred years. Where these these clubs you can get in and kind of get a, a taste for the game, and it's a great way to learn some uh, you know respect and honor and all these things that um, you know. I think it's it's just an awesome thing. So. Where did this idea kind of come from and, and who kind of kicked things off with the caddy program? Yeah, I would say that our caddy program, you know, started, well, with, within, within, my, within me about six years ago. Uh, obviously back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, um, some of our members that are much older now remember an established program, caddy program way back then. Uh, we have the you know, Ray Braries and caddied and, and some of our Jim Allen uh, caddied back in the 50s and such and so anyways last five or six years the board wanted to um, start a caddy program and uh, Bob Davis was president at the time and, and mentioned it to me so we started then in the last three to four years uh, we took it to another level uh, Joe Alvarez and Brent Knapp have helped us here at the club initiating the caddy program organizing all the kids for us we have roughly between 12 to 16 kids and, and obviously they're different ages and such. And myself and Eric will take them actually on the golf course to kind of give them a little training as well. We're showing how to handle the pins and, 
and where to stand and what to expect and um, reading greens to understanding yardage with the yardage finders, range finders. And so it's been a great little initiation process and we have a lot of events here. So our members really enjoy the caddy program. So, you know, it's like any caddy program, it's up to our membership uh, to make it a great caddy program. The members have to be, you know, very involved in making sure they take a caddy and it's up to our membership also to uh, train the caddies and what their expectations are. So as much as it is for us to have the caddies, it's as important or more important for our membership to uh, help with that process as well, is to take a caddy every weekend and, and um, also help them and show them etiquette. So are, are most of them for caddying or most of them carrying? Because it's, I mean, it's only, what, 6,100 yards from the back tee, right. so it's fairly right. short course. Right. Yeah, most of them do carry. That's nice. It yeah. is. It is. Du double bagging? No, no. <laughs> Not no. at that level yet. <laughs> right, right. We have some, you know, young fellas there, so they, they carry one bag. And I remember caddying in Orlando, you know, of course, the, the three S's, stand up, show up, and shut up. That was the auto back then. Yeah. You know? And then you were, you were looping two rounds, double bagging. That was right. The, those right. were the good days, right? Yes, yes, they were. Yes, they were. <laughs> Oh yeah. man, those were long days. Um, long fun. Well, that's really cool. I, I mean, it's anytime you see a, a caddy program in the state of Maine, it's kind of a unique thing. And um, I know there's a couple other clubs. It sounds like that do it sort of on and off, or at least on the weekends. Uh, I think Booth Bay is one of them. Mm -hmm. Does it? So, right. Um, I think it's a it's a great thing to see in our state, and something hopefully. Um, you know, maybe some more clubs will buy into at least on the weekends just to get yes. some some of those junior golfers uh, hang around the club and and like I right. said, kind of learning those values and stuff. I think there's a lot to it. So there is. And in early mornings, we found out you know Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays are the, are the best times for the caddies. A lot of the times, the guys go out and walk at those times of the day, and and it works out best for us during those times. But again, it's it's up to the membership to make it thrive. They have to, to participate. And we're, and we're fortunate that they do. You know, it, it, I was telling Henry earlier, um, it's actually interesting. We, uh, uh, Wade, or, uh, up here at Sugarloaf was originally supposed to be a walking only, caddies only uh, golf course. And <laughs> I, you know, I can see what, what Pan it being a uh, caddy course, but I, you know, that's, there's a reason why it didn't last very long with that idea. Um, but, you know, for me, like, I, I caddy as an intern uh, at Wade, uh, Wade, uh, Wade Hampton um, in North mm -hmm. Carolina. And I mean, those experiences were, I, I still remember them. I still talk to my, my fellow caddies. Uh, it, it's, that's the experience that you're always going to remember. And for you guys to offer this to, uh, to those juniors is uh, it's going to be an incredible experience for them. Yeah, so it, it, it is, it is. I mean, I just, you know, hear, like I said, some of our older members um, who caddied back in the 50s and 60s, all the experiences and all the stories that they had, um, which is always nice to hear. And then now they're members of, of the club. So I'm sure they'll, these young caddies will have the same experiences and bring back those old stories later on, but it is. Well, I was reading too, uh, sort of up on Web, up on Web Hannah and the history there, and it looked like your member guests, your, it's been around for forever. Uh, some of your guests included uh, Francis Wimette, who I believe also 
worked at a club and caddied as a, as a young kid. And then obviously went went on to win the, the U S open, but mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, name to have on the guest list. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, Francis, we met, supposedly there's some of the stories I heard played his last rounds of golf here. Wow. With, uh, from what I was told from uh, Larry Ward, Larry Ward, uh, uh, anyway, uh, played with him here and his father, Alma Ward, which owned uh, Palm Beach Clothing Company years ago in the 30s and 40s and 20s and such on, in, in Palm Beach. So, but yeah, that's the story I'd heard. But yeah, I remember Guest is probably one of the biggest in the country. of 176 players, 88 teams for four days. Oh my. It's, um, <laughs> it's a lot of golf for 60, 100 yard golf club. And uh, we make it work and it's such a tradition and uh, we have multiple members who have played over 50 years during that event. It's, it's a special place. So any other big events in the, uh, the upcoming years? Like I said, I know you had the, the women's amateur there a few years ago now. Um, anything else on the docket? We're going to have the main amateur here in um, a couple of years. So we're excited about that first time hosting it. Um, so that'll be a couple of years from now and not, nothing this year, nothing this year, uh, which is, we have, you know, it's still our MSGA event coming up here in June and with the main seniors, you know, the May 17th and, and so yeah. on. These ladies, amateurs, um, weekly, weekday event in September. So being that the course is on the shorter side, hosting a main amateur, uh, what, what would you say is going to be sort of the, the defense for the course? Uh, the, the, the rough, the rough here uh, is always the defense. And, you know, of course, it depends if what Mother Nature brings us, if it's rainy or if it's dry. But the rough around the greens and the rough, if you miss a fairway, will be the biggest defense for these guys. Yeah. Um, so everybody hits it so far and, and so on, but. Well, and I'm sure you're going to have the greens at like probably 12 on the stem. So that'll. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we will. They'll, 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 they will be obviously very quick, but around the greens and approach shots, it's the rough. And I'm sure we'll try to maybe narrow the fairways up a little bit in their landing areas. Um, you know, everyone's hitting, hitting the ball over 300 yards. So yeah, that landing will be narrow. Well, that's the unique thing too about main golf is these bigger tournaments like the main amateur half the clubs in the state, it seems like don't really have uh, like a driving range or practice facility. Right. So you're still having these big tournaments at these old clubs. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's really, I think a unique thing. And I, I, I think it's really cool to see it going to like Kibo and Web Hanna and courses like that. So. Yeah, no, it, it is a neat little golf course, so-called, but it uh, has a lot of teeth. <laughs> yeah. The threes here. Uh, the par threes are very difficult on the front side. Um, so it's, it can be very challenging. And as you said, with the undulation of the greens and the green speeds, it'll be fun to watch. Be fun to watch. Because as, you know, as you know, it's very frustrating with a sandwich in your hand and you're uh, just hoping to make, <laughs> not make bogey. So, yeah. So, uh, Kirk, before we get into the uh, infamous Wicked Fire round, I did want to touch on the Webb Hannett Charitable Foundation uh, mm-hmm. real quick. I know you guys have done a lot there over the past um, several years and have donated a lot of, of money to uh, charities throughout the community. So if we could just touch on that real quick, I'd love to hear what you have to, to say. Yeah, no, the, 
the Winnipeg Charitable Foundation, when they started, we started it roughly 10 years ago. Um, so, you know, with, a, with a lot, quite a few of the members here, right now, the president of the Charitable Foundation is, is Michelle Davis. And those ladies, I believe there are three or four ladies that have been on that committee since the inception of it, let's say 10, 9, 10 years ago. And so with that, we've been able to give uh, $160,000, $180,000 back to the community, to different, you know, uh, charitables, charity, charities and such. And it's, it's a great for this golf club um, to put our name out there to give recognition and that we're helping the community out. So we have like a little fundraiser every other year. We used to have it every year, but in the last five years, we've kind of decided to go every other year. And, and, our, our, and our membership uh, gives a lot of money back to the Charity Charitable Foundation that, that passes it on. So it's, it's been very beneficial to the club and obviously more beneficial to the community. And with the ladies, with you know, Susan Gilpatrick and Michelle Davis and Beth Fawcett and, and many others on that committee, they've uh, worked very hard um, at supporting the community and, and giving back to it. Uh, that's awesome. I, I love stories about giving back to the community and doing what you can um, to, you know, create, create this great atmosphere, um, which is amazing. Uh, so let's, let's get into it here, Kirk. Uh, the infamous Wicked Fire. We got, uh, we got four questions, potentially five if we, uh, we have another one here. Um, you know, we ask you to uh, answer them as quickly as possible. Um, they are very challenging, so uh, get ready. <laughs> Your uh, your favorite hole at Webb Hannon? Uh, Fourteen. And uh, and why? That's par five, of course. Um, it's you make eagle or you can make seven. Yeah, I, I think I think I made seven the one time that I played down there. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's it's one of those. It's a great risk reward hole, and if you uh, you just gotta know where to hit it off the tee shot. That's for sure. Right. Right. Uh, you versus Higgins in a match. Who wins? Oh, right now he's. I'm getting four side. <laughs> I'm getting old. <laughs> he's giving me four side. <laughs> All right, I, I like that. I, I like you with four side. So, well, we'll take that bet. Uh, if you uh, once you finish work, where uh, where do you go to grab a bite to eat or you know a quick drink after your uh, your long member guest days? Well, actually, we have a little snack shack out here on the East Tee Box, so I'm always running out there, and of course, I like to eat. It's um, a snack shack on the East Tee Box is great, with Chip and Kathy out there. Uh, it's just convenient versus us, you know, it's, it's obviously we have a busy area at Kennebunkport, so it's hard with traffic and such to get down in there. Um, so it's snack shack on the East Tee. What's, uh, what's the go-to uh, choice for food? I go to Hurricanes a lot in, in town, Kennebunkport. I, uh, uh, as far as a restaurant goes, I go there. Um, me and filet, bottle of wine. You're making me hungry and, and thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, final question, uh, your dream foursome. Ooh. Oh, gosh. Um, Amateur-wise? I mean, or it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It can oh, be I, your your dream. You know, it could be your ideal guys. It could be fake characters. 
uh, whoever. Gosh, I mean, I guess if you know, you, you think back what you could do it again. I mean, I'm not a big celebrity guy, so I really don't, you know, it's never been that important to me. But obviously, friendships and, and old times' sake is is more important to me. I guess if I could bring back, you know, a Bob Dugas, uh, Eric Dubé, and Peter Glidden. I guess that would be my foursome. So my great friends. You know, it, it going to uh, Bob real quick, you know, it's incredible how many lives he's touched, um, you know, not even just in the golf industry, but just everywhere. I mean, I've heard so many stories um, about how great of a man he was. And fortunately, I didn't get to meet him, but you know, just listening to Mike talk about his dad is just, it's, it's, you know, heartwarming and it, it's, it's great to, you know, hear all that um and you know to see that you guys had such a great relationship so that's awesome yeah yeah if you can only see his grandsons now <laughs> uh, was, yep. so uh kirk uh, we appreciate you coming on um and answering our our questions here um you know it was a great time and i you know we hope we wish you guys luck this season um looks like you guys are off to a great start and uh hopefully the junior program is a uh is this a success? Yes, it will be. We're looking forward to a great season back to normal. We'll call it that. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Kirk. And guys, this has been another episode of Maine Golf Talk. You can find Henry and I on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we, unfortunately, have already sold out of all of our hats, but stay tuned. There might be some more surprises ahead. So, uh, guys, until next time, enjoy golf. Enjoy golf.